And we're back. Welcome to episode 23 of the Loncast. My name is Dan, sitting in with your very handsome host, Lonnie. We have a lot to cover today, but real quick, uh, be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Anchor FM, all those good things. Also, please be sure to drop a like on this Facebook feed currently if you're watching through Facebook. And last but not least, please send all your comments, questions, and concerns, gripes, uh, anything you want to talk about or have us discuss on the podcast to thelongcast at gmail.com. So we have a full house today. We have a new setup for you guys. Uh, we are back. We are ready to party, as the kids say. And here we are kicking off episode 23. Let's go. Daniel Emerson, what is good, my dude? What's up? Yo, man, uh, I thank you very much for your time, patience, and courtesy. Uh being that I was away, but before I get to where I was and what I was doing and all the fun we had while I was there, uh, Dan, don't you normally have your cell phone out at this point where you're also recording it simultaneously? Because I see that this moment you're not doing that. Yeah, I have faith in my ma- in my MacBook. <laughs> okay, because all every other 22 episodes plus the two mini casts, you've always done a duplicate recording also, which I thought was kind of cool, but I guess we haven't needed it. Haven't, and it's a uh, 500 megabyte per recording. Do you don't just delete them when you're done? I save them. I have them all. Oh, okay, because they're on the podcast. People can just go on to Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and download our podcast, The Loncast, or go on to Instagram, right, and go to The Loncast Pod, um, where they could find us and link up and do it that way. So save your uh, megabytes, right, Dan? Gigabytes. Megabytes. Gigabytes, megabytes. It's all bytes to me. Uh, We have Eddie and uh, Phil are going to fill in, uh, no pun intended, uh, shortly. They're going to come and sit in. Uh, But I want to jump right into where I was and what I was doing and all the fun I was having while I was there. Uh, August 19th, I had rotator cuff, labrum, and um, I tore my bicep off my chest and I had surgery. And wow, I did not anticipate that. Yeah. Well, going into it, obviously there's nerves that are flowing from surgery one, and then obviously you're in pain, so you want to get taken care of. And there's a lot of uncertainties going into any surgery, but you were, I mean, I've worked with you every day for 10 years and there was some hesitation, but you were like optimistic. Like, this is going to be great. I'm going to be back in no time. Yeah. This is going to be perfect. I kind of thought like, I, I, und- I am one of those people that just like, is like, oh, I could go through anything. You understood the, the severity of what was going on. And then, but maybe not some other aspects of it. I definitely did not take <laughs> into consideration that the painkillers would only dull, not in essence, get rid of the pain. It was vicious. It was the worst pain I've ever been in in my entire life. It was a 10 out of 10 for 10 days straight. Uh, The first day, the first 24 hours, the nerve block was working. And I was like, this is great. No problem. I fell asleep that night. It was great. I woke up the next morning. I went to the doctor for the follow-up thing. And then on the way home, my mom was driving. By the way, for all of you out there, do never, if you don't have to, don't ever, and I mean ever, get in a vehicle with my mom if you don't have to. (laughs) You're, I love you, Mom. I love you so much. But driving with you is not right in my wheelhouse anymore. I don't think a grown man at 45 should be in the passenger seat of his mom's vehicle. It's just we, we drive different speeds. We have different traffic laws, I think, that we're following. I, just, I have a problem driving in anyone else's car. Yeah, I can deal with driving like with like a, if I'm in your car or if I hope if, the, if I'm, I think we both drive aggressively. I think we both do drive aggressively. And we both get yelled at for that. By but it. we're aggressive. I am aggressively offensive to be defensive, but also safe. But no, that's what I mean. I'm always in control, I'm, but I'm just get to the point. I want to get away. I also want to get away from shitty drivers. Yeah. So whatever. So my mom, you know, sidebar, 
your thank you for taking me and bringing me back, but that might be the last time we're ever in a vehicle together where you're at the steering wheel, <laughs> and uh, hopefully. Um, and but the, on the way home from that trip, bro, the pain went from zero to a 10 immediately in one second. And I could not get to my Percocets fast enough. The guy gave me 30 Percocets, the doctor. I ate all 30, but I was good about them. I ate them over the course of like 10 days. I try to limit it to like three a day. And uh, I could have eaten 10 a day if I really wanted to because, but then I would have been shit out of luck because they were like, yeah, go to Tylenol next or Tylenol PM for 10 days. And then we'll give you another thing of perks. And by that point, now it's already two weeks later and I'm, I'm absolutely better. You see, no... No sling. I'm still moving my hand like a like a tyrannus, like a what do they call that? A T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah. Look here on Facebook. Can see I'm moving my hand. I'm trying to. This one goes out. This one doesn't go anywhere. I'm trying to, but so I'm little by little moving my hand. I move like a T-Rex. If you're familiar with the movie Step Brothers, at the end of the movie, when the father is explaining to them how he always wanted to be a T-Rex, but the, his father would say, "Use your hands, you moron." But he couldn't because he was a T-Rex. You know what I mean? But now I can use my hands. But when I wasn't able to use my hands when I was recuperating, um, I have to tell you some of the things that went through my brain. First of all, I've never cried that many days in a row since my sister died. Like this pain was like, that was heartbreaking. This was, this was nerve breaking. This was like every part of my body was tingling. The parts that were in pain were at a 10 level. And I still like, my wife is so great. Thank you, Katie. My parents were so helpful. Thank you guys so much. But that doesn't stop me from being a, a human that like I had to do things and certain things, even the most basic activities, cutting meat, cutting anything forget that opening a door with your left hand try doing that a hundred times in like a three-day period where you never had to use your left hand before i got some other shit for you how about beating off dan do you know that if you jerk off lefty which i don't normally but if you do and you don't touch your phone with your so i couldn't hold my phone with my right hand so i had to put it on the couch and then every like 90 seconds because nothing was happening the phone would shut or try to shut uh, itself and go dark in the middle of the scene yeah you know and it doesn't take much but percocets make you have an erection do you know that i never take i never took percocets before so if you had this surgery you would have to take oh, percocets. I would have to do they're something. basically they're basically viagra uh, uh, it was basically a pogo stick in my pants <laughs> it was like a rock in my in my pants for 10 days straight and I was like, this is unbelievable. Pain up here, but no pain down there. All the blood was down here. The problem is, is that, so I was complaining, right? I'm, exp I'm complaining to Katie about the pain. And then I'm calling my cousin Josh and I'm like, man, I can't do anything. I can't cut. And he's like, you want my grandma's knife? And it reminded me of a story I'm about to tell you guys. So Josh's grandma is Nanny's sister, right? So my nanny, my grandma is his nanny, his grandma's sister. So uh, Aunt Ruthie, right? Josh's grandma had a stroke when she was like 40 years old, a full stroke, uh, lost complete use of the left side of her body. She could talk and everything. She had no slur, no eye damage and anything, but from her left, from her neck down, she was like this, like a rock. You, she had a, she drove, she had like one of those balls on her steering yeah. wheel that helped her turn. She had like, Ugh. hold on, bro. No, she had this like special thing to play poker with that you put the cards in and it helps you spread them out and then you pull one card out. Like she went to work for 35 years after she had her stroke. She was a single mom of two kids. She was a fucking beast, right? And so Aunt Ruthie, so he says to me, do you want my grandmother's knife? And, it, and I was in so much pain that I started crying and crying laughing because in essence, this woman was a, such a beast. She would make dinner downstairs, right? But her TV, she only had one TV in the house. 
So she would take her tray of food and push it along the carpet while doing an army crawl. No bullshit. Up two flights of steps. A full dinner with a cup of tea. And get her all the way up to her bedroom. And then lay in her bed somehow. And then eat dinner in her bed. With this fucking knife that was like a one-handed knife that you were able to use. It was like a knife and fork combination thing. You'd cut it and then eat with it. And I was like... Yo, how dare I complain, right? Yeah. How dare I say anything? This woman army crawl, army crawled up steps. She there was has like, to be a better way, right? She was like six. Yeah, get a kitchen table, Aunt Ruthie. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but she wanted to eat dinner in front of her TV. She wanted to eat dinner in front of her TV. So that's what how it happened. But I'm like, how could I be this much of a bitch? Yeah, I mean, our guys in our generation, like my generation, am I that big of a fucking Mary? Do I? I'm just like hysterically crying, like, okay. Oh, She's like giving me massages. I didn't give her that many massages when she was pregnant and having C-sections with my children. I mean, listen, I think everyone deals with pain differently. Uh, and then I think going into this one, maybe you kind of underestimated the pain recovery I time. Of definitely, song. definitely. So you, you weren't ready in a, in a mental state for no, it. No, I wasn't. I also wasn't prepared for the physician's assistant two days before surgery on the pre-op. She tells me they're going to put a needle in my back about six inches long. And I'm like, wait, what? She goes, yeah, oh, no, no, no. First, the doctor's going to give you like a Valium drip and then you'll get this needle, but you'll be awake for it. And I was like, oh, my God. So for a guy who has anxiety attacks and panic attacks, you tell me you're giving me a six inch needle in my shoulder blade? No, I was like, no, 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 no. And I said to them, yo, if you try to do that to me while I'm awake, there's going to be a problem. Now. I'm dealing with the, <laughs> I'm dealing now, I'm in the hospital, right? It's like 6 a.m. I'm dealing now with the, uh, who's the guy that makes you go to sleep? Uh, Anesthesiologist, right? Anesthesiologist walks in to me and I say to him, listen, bud, I want to tell you something, but I've been smoking weed every day for 20 years, 20 straight years, a lot of it. I don't do any other drugs. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't do anything else like that, but I smoke a lot of marijuana. So whatever you normally give somebody, you give me twice that much, please. And I don't, I don't think you can do that. No, no, no. He was like, man, my kind of guy, he goes, you know, anesthesiologists just recently had to be started drug testing. Like two years ago, they started drug testing anesthesiologists. And he's like, makes me want to become a dentist. And I started cracking up because obviously this guy is telling me he used to smoke weed. So he got it. So when this guy, that was the last thing I remember, including the recovery, including getting into my dad's car that morning, like after the surgery, the only thing I remember is getting, like being in my house and my dad having Chinese food for me, which I mean, that's a win. so Rick Narsen, just to make sure I had wonton soup and an egg roll. But thank you guys. I appreciate that. But so... That was, and then Katie came home and kind of took care of me. And my dad was released of me yelling at him, which I apologize because I'm just such a dickhead. I can't, I mean, I, I am, I know, bro. I know I was so anxious and over the top and it was a lot for me, but the entire process was a lot. And aunt Ruthie, the story about aunt Ruthie and hearing that made me realize I'll be okay. And I'm already way better. And I appreciate everything you and Eddie and Phil did here in the office and Danny, of course, and what everybody did just taking over for what I wasn't able to do. Uh, so I really want to just thank you personally for that also. Of course. Uh, it's much easier to not come to work and be recovering like that. Cause I was like a crackhead for 10 days. I didn't know what day was what or where I was or so I, I just, and I kind of, 
I feel like I called you guys at points, and I was—I must have sounded crazy. And I came in here two days, yeah, like the week after the surgery, Monday and Tuesday. And me and Phil organized, rearranged the whole office. You were out on your like uh, not honeymoon, well, anniversary. Yes. And um, by the way, happy one year anniversary, Dan. Thank you very much. And to your significant other. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome very much. And with that being said, Dan, can you give our listeners a tech tip, something they might be interested in? Sure. So uh, back with the tech tips this week on episode 23. So I want to talk about phishing emails and how to spot them. So, You've helped me with this before. I'm already on, I'm all in on this. Yeah. So uh, phishing. Explain to them what. Yeah. So yeah. a phishing email is a, essentially it's an email sent out to kind of um, get your personal information, be that a credit card, uh, a login to a website, something that is your information that's very valuable. Uh, social security, your home address, phone number, things that you need in life. Uh, phishing emails uh, are meant to get uh, extract your information. So, um, you know, they come over, you'll get one from Apple, you'll get one from well, what looks Best like Apple. Buy or like your credit card company. And it'll look similar, but there'll be some, you know, very obvious things to point out. So I'm just gonna go over a quick, uh, some quick things that you can just take a step back and then just evaluate before, before you give anyone. Before, and before you freak out. Right. This same is, thing with these like tax yeah. things. Yeah. And so same thing with people calling you. So the IRS is never going to call you. No, they show up at your door. They do that, but they also, it's all by mail. Certified so mail too, yeah. the IRS is never going to call you. So it, it, it's, it's to incite fear and like, oh no, I need to pay them right now. That's, they don't want you to think about it. They just want you to do it. So here's how to spot a phishing email. So if I send you an email, it comes from D Emerson 07 at Yahoo, right? I do know that. Sometimes when you get a phishing email, say from Apple, right? Yes. And that's all it'll say. Mm -hmm. It won't have the web, the, where it's actually being sent from. So what you can do in all the email clients, you can click that. And if it's like apple.com and then there's like 73 letters and numbers after that, that is not real. Oh, I got news for you, Dan. So I've, I click on them all the time, and I've never come across one of them ever that has been like, if it's like Bank of America, your, your card has been breached. Give us your whatever. So instead of answering the email in any way, I click the where it says Bank of America in the sender yep. thing. It never says Bank of America. It there always it says, has a crazy. It says like Tim VIP yeah. slash it's, Ernie backslash. So that's number, the, that's one how of the, you know. The number one you way. You told is, me that years ago. Number one way to uh, see if it's legit. If it's from Apple, it's going to be from info at apple.com or inquiry at apple.com. It's not going to have this extended, long letters and numbers email address. So that's one way. Excuse me. Um, if this email is asking you to confirm your personal information, um, don't do it because this could be a very well efficient email. Um, also, read the body of the email. If it's poorly written or if something's supposed to be capitalized that's not or if something is spelt wrong or if there's an apostrophe in the wrong place, that is a big red flag. Um, if there is an attachment to the email, uh, they want you to click that and that could be a virus, that could be a way to take over your computer. So. If there's an attachment to this, do not click it and do not open it. And so the moral of the story is do your due diligence with these. They're made to make you panic. They're made to make you make quick, uh, not thought through decisions on giving them oh. your money or your logins you mean like, and things like that. You mean, so, like, you mean like when Katie called me from the old office yeah, where she worked around the block from us and she was freaking out. My wife, Katie, called us saying, 
Uh, Lonnie, the IRS is gonna, uh, they're gonna deduct our wages. I need to give them, what's your, so, what's the last four digits of your social security? I was like, Katie, do not do anything. Yeah. Get over here right now. And she came running over here. Yep. Uh, our office is right on the block. Yeah. And um, I called the number back. I called the number back and I was like, yo, bro, do me a favor. Yo, eat shit, bro. And he's like, oh, brother, fuck you, man. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, you got IRS, my balls, bro. And so that's another way to figure yeah. it out. As soon as so they curse at you. <laughs> the, the takeaway yeah. is before you jump to the conclusion, start giving away your life. Take a step back, digest what's going on, and make the proper decision. Dan, that's a good one, man. I've got news for you. So you can never be too safe with your identity. Uh, a guy who I know, I won't even call him a friend, but a friendly person I know from the area, posted on Instagram or Facebook yesterday, two days ago, <laughs> Some dude ran his Venmo for twenty nine hundred dollars, a thousand, a thousand, and then nine, and he doesn't know this person, and they ran him for twenty nine hundred, so he had to change all of his everything, and Venmo realized it wasn't a transaction <laughs> that he knew or anybody that he knew, and so they they like gave him back his money, but this guy still got that money. Oh yeah. So they, so they're out there. They are fishing every minute of every day to try to rob you somehow. So uh, just to add to that story, do you know what like the deep fake things are that are going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, so, uh, like, with Obama, with uh, so like it's Jordan the, It's called deep fake. So it's either uh, a video of some someone's face. Yeah, it looks on some, like Obama. On, yeah, on your or, face. Yeah, right, right. So these are deep fakes. So those are the videos. There's also deep fake audio, right? A Fortune 500 company just got swiped for 240, $234 or $243,000. They impersonated the CEO from his audio. They had enough... Wait, like enough oh, footage yeah, yeah, of the yeah, audio yeah. of the way he talked. Right. And they put it into a computer. And then when I would talk, I would sound like but what, the CEO. What was he, so what, they just had a voice? He, so he called, he's so like, hey, I need you to transfer. This is the CEO. I need you to transfer $234,000. So this is the first instance of a deep fake wow. working. They used his voice. They, oh yeah, how you doing, John? People are such scumbags. They're always going to try to fucking get you. the future's only going to get weirder with that stuff. Because we're probably going to see some videos like, that can't be real. And you don't know. You don't know. So only, there's only going to be like three people that do know yeah. or don't know. Crazy. So anyway, that was just another. Ad it just reminded me of something I read yesterday when you just said that some lady went into a Costco in like a North Jersey town and stole a twenty eight hundred dollar engagement ring. Ah. And then two days later, went to a different Costco, asked to see a twenty eight thousand dollar ring, tried it on. And then pocketed that ring and gave her back that $2,800 ring oh, to put she's away. She's so smart. And then hours later, through video camera and surveillance from the, the lady, they tracked her into the car and whatever. They, the police went right to her house and she admitted to it immediately. And she had, she was, she knew they were coming because she hid it like around the block from her house at her neighbor's house underneath their shed. Crazy, but bro. they got it back. They got it back. But people are always trying to scam you, bro. It's like it's wow. like this is like some like forty-eight-year-old lady. It's like some like regular lady like in a town. What? It seemed like at least like it just seemed very strange to me. Um, what also up. seemed very strange to me was oh, today, guys. I did something that I cannot believe I did. I put my daughter on the bus for the first time to go to kindergarten. It was. Uh, so I am one of those anxiety guys, and I was super nervous, more nervous than she was. Katie was very nervous. We even were like almost in some way, unfortunately, projecting our nerves onto her. And I was trying to tell Katie that we should not do that because she was super pumped and happy. And we were waiting on the, 
you know, every little minute of it, the new backpack and the new shoes and the new dress and you get dressed and you wake up and you eat your breakfast and everything is planned out and you got your lunch and she's excited about the snacks. And then we, our bus is supposed to be there at 829 and we're out on the driveway at 820 and we're waiting and now, bro, like eight buses must have passed us. Now it's like 846. Oh, and I'm like, this, what the hell's going on here, bro? So I call a buddy of mine whose daughter lives around the block. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, first day jitters. The bus driver must have got wrong. And sure enough, like two minutes later, the bus driver shows up. He's like a 60-year-old man. He's like, hello, I'm Victor. Uh, Sorry about the delay. I will be here on time tomorrow. <laughs> this is Paul. We are in charge. I was like, I just like put my daughter on this. This guy could have been some random weirdo with a bus who just drives around. <laughs> he knows we're just going to put our kid on any bus. And luckily, I think it was the right bus because school hasn't called us yet to say she hasn't made it. I'm internally dying all day long. I'm just freaking out. Now, I know she's going to be okay, um, be, but I I just don't know, like, how I'm okay. I don't know how I'm doing it right now. I'm really proud of myself. She's only five, bro. I just sent her out into the real world for the first time. She was like, do I have a credit card for lunch? <laughs> I was like, she what? That, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she asked us to be a Katie and I last night because at orientation, they said they'd get a card <laughs> that has money on it. So Katie was like, I was like, no, you don't have it. Well, she's like, well, technically, I already put $50 on said card. <laughs> so there is a sum card floating around right now with money on it for Molly to buy what at school? I don't know. Donuts? I mean, what are kids? A notebook? I don't know what kids are buying these days at school in the lunchroom, but... Seems like a little crazy to me, but she's going to have like a little card. She could swipe and get like Twinkies or an ice pop or something. Good. For real lunch. Learn about managing money. Well, I guess not because she's not the one refilling it. Uh, but uh, we teach her about money anyway right. because we make her buy her own like she gets an allowance and she gets birthday money. I'm not mad at the schools though for that. Definitely no, not. no. It's, well, the reason, you know the reason they do that. They do that so that nobody has to have money. Actual some, money. And because some kids are on like the... Like EB, EBD or whatever, EBT, right. where they have like, it's funded by the right, state. Right, so right. everybody's card looks exactly the same. Right. So whose money is on the card is irrelevant. Everybody gets the card, they go buy lunch, yeah. and it's not an issue. And if there was money, Molly would be hustling. If it was money, Molly would be somehow playing CeeLo and stealing their money. Of course she would be. No, but it's really crazy. When I was, I woke up at 1230 in the middle of the night. The, 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 the downfall of this surgery is that the pain is, is, is unbearable at night when you're laying down. So I went to bed last night at 9, woke up at 1230, and uh, it, was, um, it was brutal because not only was my body in pain, my brain was like overthinking this podcast, which I will get to. Um, and it was overthinking Molly going to kindergarten and where we've been and what we've done and all I could think of for some reason was when I was in the hospital with Katie getting ready to have Molly. She was born on a Friday, Friday the 13th, and you guys called. You guys were going to do a corporate event. You and Eddie were going to do the uh, IKEA corporate event on the way to the Hilton in East Brunswick. Is that when we got in the accident? And that is when the van. Oh got, no shit! That's when the van. Here comes Eddie, guys, and that's when the van got totaled. Um, the noble van, but these guys call me like I'm in the hospital having a baby with my wife and that's all I could for, for whatever reason That was the first thing that I thought of was like she's going to kindergarten. That feels like yesterday That call feels like yesterday. Joey Lisi came and got you guys in his dad's cafe truck like in the coffee van Yeah, wow. yeah. Danny, he, Danny showed up Tommy, Guns, then... Tommy Guns showed up to help us Yeah, yeah, yeah to reload the van yeah. and then the van got taken to the body shop at RNA and Donnie and Brian had the, the van got totaled by our insurance company yet We're still driving it five years later. 
which is amazing. Amazing. Dude. Yeah, it's Allstate time 70 for a new van. Allstate seventy five hundred dollars. I'm in favor of a new van. Say uh, uh, I want a box truck though. I want a box uh, truck. Uh, as in, you guys want a box truck, not a cargo van, right? I want four wheels. Yeah. Well, we have four wheels and air conditioning. <laughs> so listen, I had a big thing happen where I'm sending Molly off to kindergarten, but MC Eddie had a big thing happen over the course of the time, and I don't think it'd be right for us to skip over it. Eddie and his fiance have now decided and booked a location and a day for their wedding. So, oh, woo woo! Mazel 2020, tov. Mazel Tov, yo! Thank congratulations! You guys. I'm very thank excited thank to be you. a part. High no high fives! Don't touch Dan. High five. High We're five. very excited to be a part of it. Uh, are you nervous? Is it more real now? Is any everything's the same? What's the deal? Everything's the same. No just, different, right? Yeah. Uh, Slide in a little bit just so we can see your cute face. Oh wait, hold on. Oh, the carpet. carpet. Yeah, carpet's effing up the flow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's still the same. Hey, how's it going? Uh, how's that shoulder? That shoulder's alright. This one. This is the bad one. I know it is. And I'm sweating so. Uh, yeah, still, still the same. Still no different. There's no, no, no different. You, you guys been together for two years, three years already. Yeah, it's not even that. It's just you know, I think the only time that I got, uh, like some emotion out of it was the day where I realized I was signing. Like you know, like it's like this is real now. Like all right, I went probably like three or four times it's before. A lot of money. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I think it was just like again, I've been living a certain way for a long time and. Now, you know, not so much bringing Kelly, because Kelly's a part of my life in a big way, but getting married. Now I'm going to sign papers of like, hey, I'm solidifying a venue, and this is the date. So I think I had like a, not a panic attack, I just had like a little like flustering, <laughs> yeah, like, you so know? Yeah, your heartbeat's up. Yeah, that was it, but, but after that was said and done, I'm gonna say, man, everything's still the same. Good. We're gonna do the planning process, Yeah, you know. of course, no, I just meant like, I know that, like, when same thing, like, when Katie and I signed the contract, like, the first time the original contract, and we ultimately changed venues, um, but when we first signed that contract, that first time, it felt so, like, real, real. Like, yeah. it got so real. There's going to be a wedding. It, there's definitely going to be a wedding. We are definitely getting married. There's no question about that. I wish I hit that thing more, right? Yeah, yeah. Would that be amazing? How great would that be if I could just hit that a couple more times? <laughs> I just feel like we're not going to both be heard perfectly. Just kidding. I'm All right, so you, you're getting married. We know about that. Yep. Dan celebrated one year anniversary. I had shoulder surgery and kindergarten for the kid. Um, and we had something else special, Teddy's birthday. But before I get to Teddy's birthday party, I want to know, Phil, if there's anything going on special in your day. In your day. Not much. Just crushing it. Went on the cruise. Had a great time. Oh, Bermuda. Right. Took some scooters out. Rode on the left side of the road. Scooters? Is that what you guys call like there's girls the, nowadays? No, scooters. Oh, you know, like, like the moped things. Oh, okay. And I was driving on the left side of the road. That was weird. pretty weird and scary. Probably almost died 10 times. Um, I thought I'll, you swore to the audience you weren't going to leave the boat. Uh, yeah, I got dragged out. Actually, I found out uh, quickly that Bermuda is quite safe, actually. Okay. Uh, uh, not like may some other, you know, islands that I you may be I think the Bermuda Triangle gives it a bad name. People think about the Bermuda Triangle like you go in, you don't come out. Well, I found out the back. crime rate is actually yeah, quite yeah, low. The island, the island. The island, yeah. The islands are... <laughs> I mean, drugs yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, it's hard to get in and out. Bermuda's very safe, I found out, so I was a little more comfortable going out there, and I had a great time, really. All right, good. Part. I'm glad you guys had a good time. All right, so Teddy turned four over the course of our little vacation, our break, and I had a, not a fight with a friend, but I'm going to talk about something. Maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, so 
One of my best friends has kids, and I invited them to the birthday party. And the birthday party was uh, at a, a trampoline place uh, where you kind of jump around, and it's not like um, it's not like giant trampolines. They're like it's called you can Google it. It's called Get Air. Not a free plug, but just so you can get a context of what it's like. It's like for kids. It's like a ninja course, and it's very. It's harmless in essence, but yes, there is a little bit of danger to it. You have to sign a waiver. I'm certainly not saying there's no danger whatsoever. That's ridiculous. Um, but so a friend of mine and his wife decided that it was a little dangerous for the kids and they disagreed with bringing the kids to the birthday party. And I thought I, I was upset about that. I was extremely disappointed because I feel like there's a lot of danger out there in all types of activities, whether it be you can go to the beach and drown. You can go to uh, a foreign island and be abducted. You How can about go the to, ride to the trampoline can, place, uh, yeah, the drive? The, uh, being in a car is Just far saying. more dangerous than a trampoline place. Just saying. And so <laughs> they had all kinds of data and information about it. And I just thought, like, is there ever a time where you could bend your own? I'm not disagreeing with them. It's their call and to do with I disagree with them, but I'm, it's, that's what they wanted to do. I'm saying to you guys, right? Mm -hmm. Is there ever a time where you don't listen to your own advice and do it, do something for somebody else, even it's against, even if it's against your better judgment? All the time. All the time. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, all the time. I agree. Do you? Yeah, but this is different. This is uh, the, the uh, Waffle, their kids, children. I agree. Anything, like, I've had a friend tell me, hey, let's go to an island, and we don't even have to take a resort. We'll stay, like, off that, and I have a dope place. I'm like, if it's just me, I'm in. I like seeing things. I like exploring but if I have like Kelly with me, I'm not gonna put her in any way where there could be a possibility, even if there's a 5% chance that something can happen, there's no way, I was like, and I, this is a conversation I've had through the summer with different friends, there's no there's no way. I was like, I stay at a resort with the person I love because God forbid, if right. I stay off resort and something happens, I, I would fucking hate myself. Yeah, of course. For, and, going along of with course. and so I understood. God forbid their kids came to my party and God forbid one of them got hurt and they could be like, see, we told you so. Right. It'd be even worse <laughs> that way. That, that would really be, yeah, well, that right, would be way right. worse. And I certainly don't, I never want a child or anybody to get hurt or injured or sick in any way or an adult for that matter. Right. Um, but I just... I was disappointed that the kids weren't able to play together at a special day like that when I did not see the real danger in it. To me, it did not seem that dangerous to send a kid to a trampoline place. I thought that it was one of those things that, and I understand that everybody has their own ideas. And so for that, you know, it makes you think like, you know what, maybe I have to really look into when we go and do things, what's safe or not for my family. I got a question. Sure. How, because I know she's been to a couple, how many parties has at least Molly been to in the, her five years at trampoline places? At least five. And how many has she been hurt at? Zero. I was just wondering. No, zero. And just zero, wondering. And, and to be fair, there's been at least a hundred kids at those five parties and that have gotten and zero of them have gotten hurt. Wow. Okay. So of the hundred so? kids that I know that have been to a birthday party at this specific place that yeah. I've been at, I've seen zero of them injured. Right. All I've seen is them eating pizza and sugar yeah. and having Love a good, having a good, good time. time. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think there's, there's kind of two mindsets, right? Like obviously no one wants their kids to get hurt, but that if you don't put your kids in that situation, they're not going to get hurt. So it's just taking like that element out of it. You know what I mean? Like I'm all for jumping on a goddamn trampoline. My parents had, we had a trampoline. So I was born and there was a trampoline in my house. <laughs> but no cereal. But <laughs> no cereal. You a water birth, right? Yeah. There was a trampoline birth. And then it wasn't this like, 
It wasn't yeah. the shit with the uh, the walls on the side where you yeah, couldn't like fall. This was trampoline. legit trampoline. <laughs> no, no thing around yeah, the, same, the yeah. springs. Same, same. Like, yeah. So that, I think like, that was like later on. They put the safe. Yeah, we never had that. Oh, yeah. I remember growing up at friends' houses. Yeah. They never. They, we and they took the springs out. They took the springs out. My next door neighbors all, have the just, uh, trampoline with the things that go around it, and I literally see those kids like trying to jump all over the. <laughs> oh, we always walls. we always try to see how high jump you can get. The wall. And then we got started getting crazy in the summer. You put the hose on it, yep. and then you made like a whole different thing. Yeah, that so was always fun. Yeah. The one thing that none of you are, nor my neighbors are, are Jewish because. Jewish moms don't let you guys have a trampoline at your house. This is if this was a trampoline. I, didn't have tra I lived in apartments. I didn't have a trampoline. So I went to Puerto Ricans houses. and Jews don't have trampolines. <laughs> I went to friends. So hey, so. remember that time when I was explaining friends' houses? No, what I'm saying is, is that like there'd never be like I would never let my kid go on a trampoline like Dan is talking about. I agree with them. If it was a trampoline party where it was like, hey, we're gonna go on that dangerous kind that Dan used to go on when he right, was a kid, right. I'd be like, oh, that's my kids aren't going to that birthday party. Yeah. But if it was the kind that, like, a two-year-old is allowed to go on, I would have to seriously be like, well, I mean, it seems it yeah. seems harmless enough. And babies are super durable at that age, right? Yeah. Very durable. And not yeah. for nothing. Okay, but at that point, at that point, are you not going to let them do anything? anything? Well, listen. I mean, how far does it go? In Little League, you could get a baseball to the face. Baseball to the face. Football, torn meniscus. Anything. Any or running. Period. Anything. Tackle. What, no. MMA, broken arms or limbs. Karate, all that stuff. Karate. Are you not going to let No, Eddie's in MMA. Eddie's in MMA. He's limping around here like an old man. But let's look at you exchange your brace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, got a large. Yeah, yeah, I got a large. I'm good now. This guy thinks he's 13 buying himself a medium brace. Yeah, that's right. Can't tell anyone how to raise uh, our But let's look though. at the other side of this fence. So, very proud of you control. you're controlling your emotions. Thank you. But you had a panic attack putting your daughter on a school bus that tons of kids go on. But I put her on it. But what I was saying it is... It was my... Touché. No, Touché. Not everybody's that strong. So, maybe she was having a panic attack to put her kids I'm in not a place saying she's not. I'm not going to say she's not strong because I don't, I don't want... No, I, I said it's a she and a he, both of them. I'm not going to say they're not strong. I'm just going to say it's a difference of a, it's a difference of opinion. I wasn't strong enough to let Molly on that bus. Molly was strong enough to make give me the comfort to get on that bus. I bet morning. you those two kids would have loved some trampolines. I guarantee you, I know those boys would have loved that trampoline right. party. And it's, it's listen, they're going to have plenty of time in life to go do whatever they want. I just, for me as the dad, it it's was upsetting. Imagine they're like 21. <laughs> I can see why that's upsetting. I was upset because yeah, I understand. Teddy loves, loves the kids. Understood. That's totally all. understood. Hey, Dan, you know what? Let's cheer everybody up and give them some good music to listen to. Oh, well, that sucks because these are all super depressing songs this week. So. <laughs> oh, great. No, I'm just kidding. No, everybody everybody <laughs> got a razor blade. No, I'm just kedding So this week, uh, Ben off. I uh, got that new uh, Hot Fire. White Rappers. Uh, so this is <laughs> a song called La 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 by Y2K and Baby No Money. And he spells it the letter B, the letter B, the letter N, the letter O, and then the dollar sign. Baby No Money and uh, Y2K. So sick. this song is called La La La. He probably could read. Did I really just forget that melody? I thought you were kidding at first. It's a joke. Wait till the Oliver Heldon remix comes out. So this is the new. Uh, this is the, that's the new mitzvah. That's the new mitzvah heat rock. Believe it or not. So that's the new. Uh, I I'm projecting that that's gonna be the new Mo Bamba. 
I think. Oh, really? I think. Yeah, but we need the Oliver Helm. You think so? It's I, think it, I think that so. Needs, I don't know if it has a deep like baseline a, on it. It needs a hook of some kind. Like a, it gets to it. So that's that's uh, La 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 by uh, Y2K, uh, Baby No Money, and Songs for La uh, La La. So the next Baby song, No Money, those are my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next song is by Post Malone, whose new album's coming out this weekend. This song is called Circles. Uh, here we go. So that's uh, the super long extended intro, apparently, of the song Circles by Post Malone. His new album comes out this weekend. Really looking forward to that. And this last song is called Midnight Hour uh, by Skrillex and Boys Noise. I did my best, wasn't good for you. Sounds like Ty. I was the best for both of you. Family and friends, they are close to you. Damn, it's so hard to get over you. Late in the midnight hour, you made the worst decisions. I was always there to listen. But this time, time to talk. Oh, this is fire here. So this is new Skrillex, Boys Noise, called Midnight Hour, Ty Dolla Sign. Those are the three songs of the week. If you have any songs that you want me to check out, please send them in to thelongcast at gmail.com. All right, first of all, what I want you guys to do is drop a like up there. I got another thing I want to talk about because it's kind of personal to me, and I hope you guys could help me. Uh, so <clears throat> while I was away, uh, I was sad to not do the podcast uh, for the two weeks that I missed it. Um, but I was also relieved in some way because it's very it's a lot of pressure for me to try to come up with content every week and try to figure out what where the pulse is and and what the topics are right to talk about and how to time them out properly but there's no real reason why I shouldn't I enjoy it so much that the panics the panic attacks or the anxiety that I feel um, is outdone by the energy that I want to succeed And I think that is the lesson or what I want to talk about is how you could outthink yourself, right? If you're having some sort of self-doubt, like like I was in essence, and then you're like, well, wait, maybe I am pretty good at this. And then you start thinking about it. How do you, I want to start from left to right. How do you, Eddie, when you're having some sort of self-doubt, what do you... What do you think about or what do you, how do you get out of a place? Is it is it because for me, I usually run, right? I go running and I think through my head or I do boxing. And right now I can't do either of those things. So I'm strictly in a meditative state. I am just straight meditating and trying to find my like inner, hey, I'm, I'm good enough. I'm calm enough. I'm cool enough. I'm, I'm because when you can't be like, I have no use of my right arm right now. <clears throat> I have a buddy from the swim club that uh, sophomore year in high school, he's my age, right? So sophomore year in high school, he grew up in New York and he was on a New York City bus, but it was a New York City bus for school only and a garbage truck, I think, smashed into the side of it right where he was sitting and pinned him and it uh, took off his whole right arm. So, and he was a righty. 
And so he became a lefty, right? Right that day, he was like, "That's it." And he said to me, "Like you just have to like know life is gonna be different, and you talk yourself through it." And he said, "That's it. You just have to start swinging about lefty, throwing a football lefty, writing lefty, answering the phone lefty. Everything is lefty now." So he's one of those things or one of those people that I look to. And thank you, Rob, for being so like making for being like a. Um, Motivational. Motivation, so motivational to me, bro. He looks at himself like it's just his life, right? But I look at him like, dude, how dare I complain about the lack of use when this guy literally has no arm? Um, and so I use him as motivation right now when I'm thinking about like when I'm feeling bad about feeling feeling bad for myself. You know, I look to people like him and other people that I know that have had some serious injuries or problems and have came back because I was at a really good place and I'm. Unfortunately, I'm not in a great place right now. Even though everything is going well with the kids and Katie and Noble and everything is good, but I feel like I'm missing a part of me right now. That softball ended and I couldn't play. We lost the the tournament. You know, like we, I can't do any. I can't go to MMA with you at all. I couldn't throw a punch that last time we went. I I, I can't go running. I can't do yoga. I can't I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. So please tell me what you do, if anything that's not related to sports or fighting, or if that's what it is, tell me, and then I'll just deal with it. Uh, what do, uh, well, hold, it's, the question is, is what do I do to deal with my anxiety? Or is it the question is, what do I do to deal with if I can't do something? Like I want, when you or when you're stagnant, when you can't do something you want to do or be somewhere you want to be, or be, in, if you're not in the place that you want to be and whether it be a financial situation, whether it be a personal situation, whether it be a physical situation, what do you mentally do? Where is the place you go to mentally? Like, what is the, is there a, like, I just said, there's this dude, Rob, that I look to, and he's right. a new friend, right. but like, so sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Uh, so when, when there's, when I'm in those kind of circumstances or situations where Is there I someone you talk to? Or is there? Uh, well, I always like to keep good people around me. So talking, I talk a lot to my parents. I talk to my dad and my mom, uh, to you guys here at the office. Uh, just close friends in every situation maybe there's a different friend that may have a little more insight and in maybe what I'm feeling so I'll lean to that person a little bit more but let's say for example if I was in your circumstance and situation where I want to do active things but I can't because I'm being hindered with a well, imagine right now if you couldn't do any of your mixed martial arts I, any of it what normally what I do is one of those where I think about uh, and I think it, it goes along with everybody. Everybody kind of says at one point in their life, like there's somebody that has it worse. So I just look at myself and I'm That's, like, there's somebody that has it worse right. and I need to stop being a little fucking bitch about it and shut the fuck up. And Isn't it crazy because, that we all have to go to that place where we have to like call ourselves like a little bitch or something? <laughs> like yeah. it's like, it's, you got to get there where you like are like somebody has it worse. And you look at somebody who has it worse in, in your opinion, and this is so bad for us to say, I think, because they don't look at it like they have it worse. That's their reality. That's, right, their, that's their life. That's their regular. So what about you, Dan? Like you're different than Eddie and I. Yeah, so I'm a... Uh, you don't beat things up. Type 1 control freak and I just I plan my life out so I have control of everything and it's I was always got caught up on these things like kind of like what you're talking about like you missed softball and you weren't able, able to do those things but kind of what helped me was that's not something I can control ever so it doesn't affect me anymore an injury an injury a fact that I can't be cross country to do something that's going on Oh, I understand. Right, right, right. These are not things in my control. They can they it has no bearing on my life anymore. It's not in my control. I can't do anything about it. I can't change it. So why am I worrying about it? Just take that out of it. 
I just cut that completely out. Like maybe I want to have hair, right? <laughs> you can have hair, bud. Thank you. you. Mike Sazza, yo, somebody look up Mike Sazza right now. They just got a new office in Midtown. But I'm just saying things like that. Like it used to really get me choked up. I can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? So it's just, I love it is. Bald, I appreciate super it. Handsome, but uh, Jason, or, but this one, I kind of want to, or, or, or you, we go to the city. No, get that hair thing. Yeah, the, the hair thing. Just, I'll do it with glue. you just for shits and giggles. You don't need no. it. I'll go with you, bro. I'll, I'll go down the deep end with you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so how I get over those, I recognize the situation, realize there's nothing I can do about it. If there was something I could do about it, I would. But there's, it's out of my control, and I just continue on living my life. It's great advice. That is so. That's the advice Katie gave to me was that listen, you've been. She said like since basically right before your wedding a year ago was when I started my like running and working out. I wanted to be 180 pounds for your wedding. I wanted to fit in that suit that I bought. I wanted it to be perfect, and I got down to 181, and the suit fit, and perfect. I was super pumped. Even now, I'm only 183.4 this morning, and that's after two and a half full weeks of doing zero, like nothing, um, just eating Oreos and, you know, basically no exercise whatsoever. And so Katie said for a year straight, you did something every day. So just let your body heal. Yeah. It's out of your control. When it's time to get back to business, you know yourself, you're going to get back to it. So I think people have a smarter approach for you for you than you have for yourself sometimes, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah you, you know what I mean? You get broken out of your routine. You get pissed that I can't. That's what I it want, is. It's a, you have a routine because routines is what's keeping you motivated and moving. So when you get when that routine stops because of a surgery or an injury, your 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 mind scatters now. You're like, this sucks. What am I gonna do? Oh my god, woe is me. And it's like, no, everything is fine. You just gotta. Let yourself, like, right now, I want to, tonight, I'm just going to sit and watch. I'm supposed to be teaching. For I'm going to just yeah. sit and watch, and I'm going to watch a great class. But as Does it feel better than it did yesterday? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he tweaked I, his knee I, at I training the other day. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not angry. Like, I get, like, because I started, like, the nutritionist, and I started trying to eat a certain way. And it's like, now, I started this routine, and as soon as I start, oh, now, stupid things happen. Now, I'm like, oh, man. Uh, but I just look at it like the way dance is. Like I, you know what happens? I can't control, control it. So I'm going to show up and I'm still going to be there and, you know, watch the lesson and, and be a part of the lesson, but I can't do any much more, but that's okay though. You know, at the end of the day, it's okay because teamwork it, makes the dream work. You're yeah. just there and you're a part of it and they see you there and a part of it. They'll realize it's okay to get injured and come back. It's, there's a difference between being hurt and injured. You know, it's one like coach used to say to us, if, if you're hurt, get back on the fucking field. But if you're injured, heal. Right. So right now, we're, I'm injured. You're injured. We just need to heal. Yeah, that's it. All right. Yo, Phil, tell them where you're going to be this weekend. Uh, this weekend, you catch me at 618, rocking a mitzvah on Saturday. Don't catch him there. Don't go. Yeah, don't go. Um, but on Sunday. But on Sunday, you can definitely catch me, and you should go to Marlboro Day. Marlboro Day this year, 2019, will be our 20th year at Marlboro 20 Day. 20 years, baby. 20 years at Marlboro Day, Noble Productions. Thank you very much, Marlboro, for having us, whether it was from all the way from Jane Gursky and whoever was before her. I don't wow. even remember. I don't remember. But I'm wearing my hipster hat, by the way. The big, big Ron over there now, and of course, uh, no, Mayor Hornick, we appreciate it. Uh, 
the, the chief of police, the new chief of police, uh, Pete Pizzula, we'll, everybody will be there. We'll all be there. Eddie, Dan, Phil, myself, a lot of the noble team will be there, plus all the great noble businesses. Dan, can you tell them a little bit about what we're doing at Marlboro Day? We're going to be giving away some things, but they need to follow and do it. How do they do it? Yeah, so if you listen to this podcast or if you know people who are attending Marlboro Day. Or uh, watching on Facebook. We are doing a Marlboro Day challenge. We're going to try it uh, first time ever to keep uh, the crowd kind of interested in what everything's going on. So we're going to have three prizes uh, first, second, and third place. It's going to be an Instagram-based photo scavenger hunt that's going to be going, going on throughout the day. Uh, it's a really fun concept that uh, Lonnie and myself came up with, and we're going to try it out on Sunday. So first, first prize, oh, sorry, third prize is a $100 gift card to Cousins, which is a Marlboro-based business, a restaurant where everybody likes to eat at, so we figured that was a good one. Uh, the second prize is a 40-inch uh, HDMI flat-screen TV for your house, so a nice big flat-screen for your home uh, TV. And the first prize is going to be a $500 uh, discount card to Noble Productions. So if you're interested in booking an event, uh, all you need to do is come here, win this contest, and you're going to get your deposit, in essence, paid for. So kids, tell your parents. Parents, drag your kids. Make them do it. Log on to Instagram. Follow uh, the Loncast Pod, as well as Noble Productions, and you'll be able to find us all just by searching out Lonnie Noble or Emerson Daniels or MC Phil Noble or MC Eddie Noble. Uh, Eddie, you'll be at 618 Friday night also, right? That's right. I'll be at 618 with the Littman family. Straight taking Second over. Time. Straight Second taking time. over. And Eddie will be at Marlboro Day. Dan, you'll be Friday night at 618. Yep, I'll be doing a Charlie's Bar Mitzvah, Ryan's Bar Mitzvah, and Marlboro Day on Sunday. Slaying the game. Gentlemen, thank you very much for a great podcast. Guys, thank you for your patience and listening. Uh, I want to shout out Miss Caitlin at Teddy School. She was like, yo, one week is okay, but two weeks is not okay. We will never miss two weeks again. Dan was right. I should have one in the can should've for next made, time should have made an episode while i was while i was not injured for, for next that time fun at least to listen to you all percocet i up. couldn't have. I, was, I, I was literally in pain thinking about having to talk on the microphone at that time i yeah. just couldn't do it uh thanks for understanding thanks for participating drop a like drop a comment please send it to a friend uh and send us questions craig Bolowski, we're gonna get to your famous celebrity uh, cousin sooner than later thank you guys and uh stay in touch Peace. Peace. Peace.